he used to write for SNL. He, uh, what else did he do? Worked on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Worked on Seinfeld for a few years. Oh, okay. Um, oh, yeah. Worked on Veep for a few years. Yeah, he did work on Seinfeld. And, I, I and then now he's he's got the White House Plumbers. Oh, yeah. I, um, that's right. There's that, that show, too, uh, which I'm not watching. Well, which, be, um, of course, not. You're not watching it. Yeah. I think we'll be... Uh, yeah, I think we'll be... Uh, Getting around Max for a few months uh, while we wait for another show that we like to come back on. Well, this is Mental Platypus. I'm Jared. I'm Jason. Speaking of Max, or as I like to call it, Max! <laughs> to quote uh, <laughs> A View to a Kill at yeah. the end with Max Zorn's dad. Yeah. Slash scientist friend. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Max <laughs> scientist friend has anybody ever referred to him that way <laughs> well no one's referred to him as his dad <laughs> he's kind of his test tube dad right yeah he's his test tube dad if it wasn't for him he wouldn't have <laughs> yeah exactly but uh speaking of max mm-hmm. um i've been watching er during lunch breaks uh, oh really? Yeah, and like starting from the beginning. Starting from the beginning, and I'm I not gonna like 24 seasons of that show or something. 15. 15. Okay. 332 episodes. It's but. Uh, it's it's what didn't uh, didn't Grey's Anatomy beat it? Yeah, uh, Grey's Anatomy's beat it by I think I think that's gone on for like almost 20 years now for like. It's ins- didn't they didn't they finally pull the plug on that? Isn't that finally no? Because is it just Ellen Pompeo's leaving? Ellen Pompeo is taking a step back. I guess I yeah. I, have no, I have never watched an episode of that show. Isn't the show named after her character? Um, I've yeah. never watched it, so I have no idea. I don't know. I to be perfectly honest, I I, I think so because it's like her her character's name is Mary. Like again, I have never watched the show. Yeah. Uh, likewise. Um, so if um, so, if you're a, a female listener or a male listener who likes Grey's Anatomy, we're very sorry that uh, we know nothing about the show. I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I have. Well, and that we're screwing uh, screwing things up badly for you and uh, your fandom. But um, but yes, yeah, so ER. But um, I'm like. Getting towards the end of season one, and who should I see in a gurney with a neck brace on his head? But um, I'm Scott. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, uh, that was um, that was pretty great. Um, like he, um, I think he was in a skateboarding accident. Uh, <laughs> I mean that that has to be in the very early days of his career, right? Yeah, I, I actually checked out Mike on. Is that Adam Scott? And I'm looking, I'm like, I'm scrolling like over and over and over, and like it's like maybe his second or third role. He's one of those guys like, um, like fucking Paul Rudd, who is is who ages at a different rate from the rest of us mere mortals. That uh, like doesn't look his age. Well, in Severance, he's kind of showing that. Have yeah, you, but he's you, finally... I, I gotta look this up. How old is Adam Scott? He's gotta be in his 50s. 
But there's other people who've like showed up too. I mean, obviously William H Macy is in the first season here and there. Isn't he? A, he's a recurring character. Right? Yeah, he's Doctor Morgan Stern, and then he gets replaced by of all people, the underrated Michael Ironside. Michael Ironside's great. He is, isn't. Is he in a RoboCop? He um. No, that's actually Red Foreman and RoboCop. Yeah, no. But he is in um he is in a few Verhoeven movies. Yeah. Oh, uh he's Starship Troopers probably. And Total Recall, I think, too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, he's uh Ironside is definitely a, a Verhoeven stable member. Yeah, he's and and rightfully so. And he's just um it's so nice to see him. In this role where he's kind of like... 50 on the nose. Born in 73. (sighs) And it's nice to see Michael Ironside like be in something that isn't like he hasn't had to be like a hard ass or a bad guy or some dude in the eye patch. He's just like a doctor, a cool, like like tough when he needs to be, soft when he has to be, you know. He's he's got that gravitas. Hard to read. Yeah, he's got that gravitas. Yeah. uh, where, Where you just... He's he's one of those people that can talk quietly and you like lean in to listen to him. Yeah. And that's kinda like what he's playing this doctor as. Is this uh you know you know, hard to read, but you know, I need gravitas and like he commands respect immediately. <laughs> and uh but um but I've seen like Kristen da- uh Kristen Davis, um Rosemary Clooney shows up in a few episodes. Oh, yeah? To, yeah. to hang around with her nephew? To hang around with her. But she never once shares a scene with her nephew. Interesting. Yeah. But then um, David Carradine uh, shows up. Oh, really? Yeah. With, you know, to hang around with this nerd buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there's all these, like, little, cute little cameos that show up and these cool guest stars that show up. And, like, Bing Rams is in it for a while. and that's a, that's a show I should start. I've never seen the entire series. Of uh, ER, yeah, uh, it's it, it's hard to believe that, like that show. I think that show changed a lot of things in TV, just mainly because of the camera work. Yeah, the realism. Um, was that it? Was that in Chicago Hope for a while, right? Yeah, and it beat Chicago Hope. Yeah. <laughs> By a miracle I, I, mile. I, I remember that being a big rivalry for a little while, yeah. though. Was it? Are you? It was like Jets versus Sharks. Are you ER Chicago Hope? Yeah. Well, Beatles I mean, or Stones. <laughs> well, you could say that it's a ER beat Chicago Hope by a magnificent mile. Oh Jesus! <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I just um, it's hard to stop watching too because you just want to see what happens next. It's great. I and I forget how like. Juliana Margulies is so fucking good in that as Nurse Hathaway and Clooney's just fun to watch, you know. Like they're just babies. I was telling I was telling my my other friend Jason, um it's it, it starts to when I talk about you guys, you know, as, as two of my best friends, it's like I've got you know, two good friends and they're both named Jason. You guys are collectively the Jasons. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just it it it's just <clears throat> funny when I t- anyway it's funny to me anyway. Anyhow, I was talking to him. 
yesterday about Michael Clayton. <laughs> he's never seen Michael, Michael Clayton. Like, how can you have never seen Come Michael on, Clayton? Come on, Jason. I'm like, that's that is that is your homework assignment for the weekend. You've got to read. You've you got to read. You got to watch Michael Clayton. Uh, it's just, it's 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 one of the most magnificent films mm-hmm. ever committed to celluloid. I watch, um, I watch final scene on YouTube at least once a month. I've seen that film so many times now. It's it's one of those where now it's like comfort food to me. Mm-hmm. If if I want to watch something that you know that that I know that I know and I can just like go in and out of and and be pulled in, uh, you know, by by uh, by by certain scenes and and just watch the the you know the 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 magnificent play between Tilda Swinton and Clooney and mm-hmm. in that uh, I am not the guy you kill. <laughs> I'm the guy you buy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Sydney Pollock in there is so fucking. Good. Oh my god, Pe- people are fucking incomprehensible. Yeah, yeah. people are. Fu- yeah, people are fucking incomprehensible, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, what do you, What do you think this is? <laughs> yeah, that 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 film is so good. And uh, was it Dennis O'Hare in the beginning? Who um, he's the guy who hit the jogger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god! Yes, um, I just that guy can play an asshole. Yes, so well, and he's like, like he said that you fix things. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I I think they overstay what I do. Right. <laughs> yeah. I it's it is it's a, it's a it's a great film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're kind of um shooting the shit. Here we're and, taking a uh, little bit of a break. I, I there we do have some business I got to take care of up top, which is the fact that um, I somehow and just having a I, I, I you know as it's talked about in the show I was kind of having a rough weekend or something and we had to we had to start the show three times yeah. uh, before we finally got one that worked and uh, when I was editing and posting it and believe it or not I, I do do editing. Um, do do. Uh, that's funny. Is that Beckett pulled that? My my oldest. For those who don't know, he pulled that shit on me at the library yesterday. Do do. Yeah, I said do do, and he uh, in the middle of a sentence, and he's like, do do. <laughs> it never gets old. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> the classics are classics for a reason. Yes. So, anyway, when I was uh, when I was posting it. I, I I goofed. Uh, I I. Did you post the one? <laughs> no 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 not not that the content was fine. It was actually the description and the and the title of the episode that I got wrong because I was calling the the album Tweety, which is not it's not it's Suki Ray. Yeah. Uh, and it probably bugged nobody but me, but I feel like I got to own my mistakes and and cop to it. So. I, I I updated it. If it had already downloaded for anybody, it probably didn't update in your feed. But uh, I just for my own sense of of you know I don't know pride, nerddom, obsessive compulsiveness, whatever you want to call it. I had to go in there and fix it in the description and and the title. So it is technically fixed. But yeah, we're shooting the shit today. We're taking a it, it is it is the summer. Uh, I, I know you've got a, a a trip planned coming up with the family. I have a trip. Uh, planned coming up in in July, 
Uh, and uh, so we probably are going to have a couple of these just breaks from our, from our regular scheduled programming, as it or were. Or we can just kind of together up on, on pop Saturday morning and talk about all the guest stars on ER I've seen. And hopefully it's entertaining enough for, for everybody. I mean, it is fun for us. I and maybe it's fun for those who listen. I, I only get feedback. I mean, from and ninety nine percent of podcasting is just people satisfying themselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. People thinking that their conversations are good enough for a mass audience. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I've I've come to you know it, I've I've made my peace with the fact that really this is just something that's almost like therapy for us to do every couple of weeks. Yeah, and then there just happen to be some other people that enjoy what we're talking about. <laughs> Yeah. For whatever reason. Uh, but please continue to listen. And, you know, talk about us to your friends and see if they might like what we're talking about. Yeah, because we're not going to spread on social media. I am off of everything but LinkedIn now. I Well, no, we're both on Letterboxd, so I actually posted our Letterboxd handles in the... Uh... <laughs> In the show notes last that, time. That explains the increase of likes. Uh, <laughs> like yeah. it, it seemed kind of weird that people were putting likes on my Jackie Chan selections. And maybe they're just listeners who just... <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I, I didn't talk to you about that first. I'm like, well, technically it is a form of social media. If people want to engage with us, we are on Letterboxd. Yeah, and I do mention that I am the co-host of two... Um, Middling, uh, not, not middling as in quality, but you know, decent followings of podcasts. Yeah, yeah. no, you don't need to talk uh, down about either no, one. No, 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 I'm not. You're talking you're about. a co-host of two fine podcasts. Yeah. Speaking of, have you heard from Chris lately? Uh, I have. Uh, I have. Uh, Briefly conversation. Uh, he's doing good. Um, uh, just over. He called me about. A week and a half ago, just to see how I was doing, and I don't think I even got to the point where I asked him how he was doing. Well, that's pretty selfish of you. Yeah, well, then I got a phone call about a job. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yeah. So what? Uh, what do you want to talk about today? Um, you said Dead and Company. Yeah, I did, and um, and their four-hour show. Yeah. Well, um, so I, the thing I forget, I I, I um, tend to forget about. Um, whatever they're calling the amphitheater this year. Uh, I think it's Talking Stick now. Is it the one that used to be Blockbuster, Desert Sky, then Cricket Pavilion, then yeah. whatever? Yeah. yeah. The one, in, is it? Is that a concrete seat one? Um, No, that's, this one has seats. I forgot how nice and wide those seats are. <laughs> uh, Especially I, when you're someone who's nice and wide like me. <laughs> I saw Petty there. I saw Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers with Jackson Brown opening. Oh, my God. Yeah. Son of a gun. Yeah. And I wish I had seen Mellencamp there. I think Mellencamp and Fogarty toured, um, and they stopped there, and I did not go see that one. Oh. I, I, I'm bummed. I, if, if I get a chance to see Mellencamp again, I'm going to take it. Yeah. Because you know what? Bring a lover who won't drive you crazy. <laughs> I, I I need or me. Little, I need little <laughs> pink houses for 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 yeah. you and me. Um, you know, I, I want I want it to hurt so good. <laughs> I need Maybe to hear a little ditty Jack and Diane. about Jack and Diane. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Anyway, um. No, I I saw them and um I did see Dan Company, but I think I. 
took me about 20 minutes to get to the show and 45 minutes to find a parking spot. Mm. And I forgot what a pain in the ass is to like park in that parking lot. Parking's free, which is always nice. Well, that's nice. Um, and then getting out took about another hour, um, which just... <laughs> You know what? Pippies, man. <laughs> I was going to say the last time I was down there was for Petty, but actually the last time I was down there, I think, was uh, not actually at a show, but to sell merch at a show. So What show were you selling merch for? I will for? tell you. I'm about to tell you. This was back in my Barnes & Noble days. Uh, we we went and sold uh, Nikki Six's book. <laughs> He was doing an autographing there. Um, so will you have Motley Crue show? It wasn't Motley Crue. I think it was. He was. He was in another band or something like Six AM or something like that. Oh my! There God. was. Yeah, of course. S I X X A M. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, something where 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 it was. You know, we were talking to. I breakfast about a band that the. Uh, Who's the person who's banned where he was not the front man? I'm pretty sure that this was the same situation where it was just trading on the Nikki Six name, but somebody else was the the front person. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was I was down there for that, and there's there's actually a couple of instances where I've been. That's um, been a while for you, hasn't it? Because you haven't worked at Barnes and Noble for a for while. for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, there was who. There are a couple of times where I ended up going out to shows to sell books, though. Um, and not always music shows, either. We went to... <laughs> that time Spalding Gray did an amphitheater show. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be fucking awesome. I would have loved that, man. Spalding Gray kicked ass. R.I.P. <laughs> yes, he did. Speaking of Gray's Anatomy... Um, <laughs> That's... Yeah. That's one I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that movie. <laughs> But no, um, I don't remember the guy's name. I actually have the book because he he happened to sign it for me, and I, I the only reason that I ended up getting a copy was because I noticed that he had T.C. Boyle uh, do a um, a blurb for him, and it's the I don't I don't remember the guy's name, but he was um, like a side guy on Adam Carolla's podcast. Okay, uh, and he. Who is a person I do not like? I am not a fan of Adam Carolla, but and he was a dick at the at the show too, by the way, because we were there to sell that oh, guy. Adam, Carolla, or yeah, Adam guy? Carolla. No, the other the guy was nice. Um, yeah. He had he he had had uh, cancer, and he wrote about his his uh, journey through that, and that's what we were selling. But no, Adam Carolla was selling his wine there or some shit, and was yeah total dick about like pushing us out of the way and yeah. Um, the only, um, I mean, it's obviously when, when him and Kimmel, you know, they decided to go their separate ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can... From the man show. From the man show. You can see, like, I don't know, that the nice guy is kind of finished first. and I guess. I, Kimmel's somebody that I never got into. I, you know, He's I... He's fine. I... I kind of, again, you know, I think I've used the phrase tap out, um, but actually, that, now I'm thinking about it, that might have been a phrase I was using at our, our pregame breakfast. Uh, but, no, I, late night, I tap out around the time that... Um, uh, well, you go to bed when my grandma 
when my grandpa that's, did that. that's not true. And you get up when my grandpa got to like milk the cows. I do get up very early, three a.m. during the week. Three a.m. I must be lonely. You know, sometimes five or six a.m. on weekends. Um, but no, I, the, uh, when Craig Ferguson, when you, when you have a lover, does she say it's three a.m. It must be lonely. Like <laughs> Matt Twain? No, <laughs> no. That has never happened. Um, no, you're what was, like, what was I can't I help but be scared. Not alone oh, for fuck's sake! Let me finish my story. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> my anecdote, my my riveting anecdote about what point at which I tapped out of the late night game. Um, no, it was uh, no when Craig Ferguson leaves, and when um, you know when when Conan got ousted from the Tonight Show because I watched I watched Conan for a little bit when he moved to TNT, mm-hmm. uh, but. Uh, but not for very long. There's just once, because that I guess that also coincided pretty much with when, uh, with with when it was like, okay, what do we even have cable for? Well, um, I think uh, I I for one I hate James Corden. Um, yeah, I think he's just an ass. Yeah, well, he's done now, and um, Fallon Schicht has grown old on me. I never, I never really liked Fallon. I was never a Fallon guy. Um, I, I never, um, I like Colbert, but I also, you know, I've seen bits and pieces of his late night show mostly through YouTube. But yeah, I, I, I've not. Colbert's think, fine. He's a really good interviewer. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's what I like about. But when I started to, um, when Conan got drastically unfunny on TBS is when I started. Oh, TBS. That's right. Not TNT. As when I started tapping out. When he got unfunny on TBS, when who they know comedy, um, I, I, you know, did he move to TNT where they know drama? <laughs> I just think he got unfunny. He did, he stopped becoming. Well, when you have a late night show as long as he does, as long as he did, there's just there's only so far you can go with it. And he yeah. was also, I mean, he's I think he's talked about it a little bit on on the podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Why I'm poking that podcast? Who knows? It's only one of the most popular podcasts on uh, streaming. You know, media pod players, whatever. Mm. Fuck it. Uh, the but he talks about having really you know getting tired of not you know of of just the same thing night after night and having like just superficial interviews and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I would argue. I like Conan. I always have. I, I I get his humor. It's it's a style that 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 I've always found funny. But he gets tiresome still after a while. I don't think he's actually the best interviewer. Sometimes he's very good. Sometimes it's just he's he inserts himself too much into things, uh, and is too concerned about being Conan. I often find the interstitial stuff with him and and Sona and Matt Gorley to be f- better than the interview sometimes. I yeah, I it's funny is that um I'll watch old Conan late night with Conan clips on YouTube. Oh yeah, they're hysterical. Oh my gosh. Fucking hysterical. Back when Smigel was on there, back when you had, you know, a, a bunch of great writers on his staff mm-hmm. and the the old Late night with Conan O'Brien that you know that replaced even in the early early days when he's first replacing Letterman. Yeah, it was some genius shit. It was. It was like next level. Yeah. Like as much as I, 
I mean, Conan for for our generation, you know, what it, it was what Letterman was to the previous generation. Yeah, and he was a damn genius, and he was really good. I think he he tried to get at least in the beginning. He was a really good interviewer. Yeah, because he would definitely get the guests to do like like admit things and just have a laugh well and you yeah you you look at the people he was able to get on at that time Mm -hmm. too and the people that he that he had on regularly like have you seen all of the clips where jonathan richmond was on no i haven't i haven't gotten to that point yet so i i would you know search for jonathan richmond on 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 conan and it's it's always fucking delightful i'm always just like like I'm always like looking like at old like clips like the the more you know skits that they did. Oh sure, yeah. And um um there's the um in the year three thousand. Well, no, I haven't I haven't done so. those, but it's like um when they would get like Joel the announcer like oh, into yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Um and then um uh they would do like the new characters of the season. Right. And um, oh yeah. <laughs> and just the genius of and back when like McBrayer, Jack McBrayer was yeah. like a performer. Right. Um and even um what's his name? He I think uh he's uh he's occasionally a a panelist on wait wait don't tell me and he was in Peter Gross. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah. I think Peter Gross is on that show too for like a briefly. But I mean just some genius level comedy yeah, going on. I, yeah, there. I mean, and not to mention recurring characters like you know, like Triumph the Insult Comic Dog, or when they would do like the the again, it was always Smigel, right? Was yeah. was with the uh, where they would do the the like inner, you know, the the uh, talking to like Schwarzenegger. And yeah. have his mouth replaced, you know. All yeah, that and, those, kind of and those were fine. I just like um, Preparation H Raymond. Yes, Preparation H Raymond. It's I always like masturbating Bear, Bear, of course. Yes. Yeah, that was like, and I mean, not only did that shit push buttons. Yeah. Like, well, and even early stuff with with just him and Andy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just genius level comedy, and they and somehow polar was on there every once in a while mm-hmm. you know yeah and then at some point you know the boys upstairs um decided well like these people are coming here with a movie a plug and yeah yeah and and then it became more of a you know well i mean there were a couple of things that happened so when he the of course the first that that awful uh awful awful ordeal with the the tonight show that was just totally fucked up mm-hmm. and then going to TBS you know he he lost all those characters yeah Which... uh and that that hurt and um that, i mean that's and that's part of it and again you know he's he's what he's like 60 now so <laughs> being that that the kind of guy that he was in the 90s and early 2000s is not sustainable <laughs> yeah I, I i i still think he has occasional flashes of brilliance yes yeah but 
It'd be interesting to see his travel show. Yeah, I, think I actually am be... looking. I'm actually. I, mean, I don't think we'll have we'll, we'll watch it when winning time comes back. That that might be worth getting Max for for me actually is to see his travel Max. show. Max, and then I can I can catch up on Succession and I can catch up on Barry and uh, and I don't know. We'll 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 see. I'm still. I've just. I've I'm, just been so enjoying not having streaming. I've I've been you were mentioning ER. I've been going through my TV show DVDs, which because you know everybody's getting rid of them these days, I can also now you know fill gaps in my collection for super cheap at like Zia. Yeah. Uh, you know, watching the first two seasons of Thirty Rock, watching I'm, I'm rewatching the first season of Weeds right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just to go back and and that made mm-hmm. me think too. Like we've we've had this renaissance of great television shows, you know, quote unquote, for for quite some time. Weeds is definitely the progenitor of physical. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen Weeds. Oh yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's well, it's Genji Cohen. So if you oh, okay. watch yeah. Orange Is the New Black at all, which that was a that was a great. Either, oh really? So I the I. That's another one I tapped out of at some point. So I didn't finish that series, but I did watch the first couple, maybe two, three seasons um, as, the, as they dropped, as the kids say. But, uh, and that was, that was great. I think, again, Genji Cohen's a, a great writer, uh, somebody who came up through Mad About You, by the way. Um, and, <laughs> but, but we just, I mean, just, conflict, I'm sure conflict breeds brilliance. Oh, of course, yeah. Because right. I'm yeah. sure she was like, I have to write this shit. Oh yeah, fuck you. <laughs> she, no, she's she's like I, I have to level up. I have to. The next thing I do has to be even better than Mad About You. <laughs> oh wait, the bar isn't so high. God damn it! <laughs> uh, no wonder this guy approved. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, also, it's just it's just bringing back. Uh, the the you know my huge crushes on both Tina Fey and Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. No. Um. It's. I'm curious to know what your thought what your thoughts will be on season four of Barry. Because Are you caught up on it. I I am caught up on it. Is it done now? It'll be done. It'll be done tomorrow. Okay. Which. Um, which will, be will, will which will actually and, be oh, yeah, which will probably be a week after this drops. Um, a, well, a week before this drops. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, not to put a timestamp on this episode. Yeah. Or anything. I mean, because our episodes are timeless, obviously. <laughs> um, they're they're evergreen content right here, right. spilling out of my mouth. Anyway, um, is that what's spilling out? <sighs> <laughs> Nobody can see this, but uh, but but Jason has to wear a bib during recordings. <laughs> it's because mommy isn't here to feed me. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> this is a disgusting image. Okay, um, but I cannot get. I am not getting a very good read on this season. Really, of uh, uh, Barry. And I'm dying to know what your thoughts are. I, I don't know if I like it or hate it. I just kind of like, I'm kind of just watching and occasionally I'll zone out. And then, um, 
but I'm kind of hoping it all comes together at the end. Because that third season was seriously a masterpiece season. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the best seasons of of recent television history for sure. And I can't tell if Hater is just trying to pull, prolong something that could have been wrapped up in a movie, mm. um, or is just you know there's some end game here. Like I you. I can't say anything yeah, else. Yeah, you can't more. say anything because I haven't seen a single episode of this season. But it definitely goes in some unexpected places. Some of it's kind of genius, and some of it's just kind of like, what the fuck? Hmm. Like, and it's all um, his, as someone who's been watching a lot of Coen Brothers movies because of some other podcasts that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely see how strongly influenced Hater is by that duo. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only do you have um, Fred Melamed playing a more prominent role this season as um, uh, Henry Winkler's agent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who was very funny and a serious man. But I mean, you got Steven Root, who's like in like every other Coen Brothers movie. It never occurred to me like, oh shit, that's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but like he's just these camera moves that he does um, like, are Coen esque. Yeah, Coen esque, like stuff going on in the background. Um, like it's next level. Like Hayer's kind of a genius when it comes to that, and I just but I don't know. To what end are we going to? And that's kind of fun, but also it just makes me zone out sometimes. Hmm. Like we're, we're, and I'm hoping that when it all comes together tomorrow, it comes together well. Succession, on the other hand, genius every episode. Really? Yes. I don't. Um, I just caught up with that interview uh, for the J. Smith Cameron. Is that her name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I just got that interview. I just listened to that on on Mary. I hope that didn't spoil anything for you. No, 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 no. They they danced around yeah. it pretty well. It was vague enough. Yeah, they dance around. Yeah, I was gonna say there's some big shit that goes down this season that I'm surprised has not has not ruined anything for you. So. No, yeah, it's um, honestly, yeah, I I I really. There's some of his interviews lately that just haven't been hitting for me. Uh, I'm I'm close to the Rachel Weiss one. Um, the Weiss one's all right. Yeah, it's more gushing than I, I bet. I mean, hey, if I had the opportunity to interview Rachel Weiss, that would be. I I would also be just be like eh, the entire time. Well, she's yeah. very well. I think it was more he was gobsmacked. Yeah. By dead ringers. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he... Which I, I haven't seen that either, of course. And he's half, like, praising her and her performance, half apologizing for being a man and having the point of view that he does... Oh, yeah? ...about this show. And then the other third is, like, him apologizing for, you know, projecting himself onto... Huh, interesting. <laughs> um, and then... Um, you know, 
Have you first, seen that at all? Is it good? I have not, but I'm definitely interested. Um, it does. I mean, and it's succession people who are behind the, this, oh, really? this show. Um, it's funny. We're, we're catching up on pop culture, but we're just kind of talking about the shit that we want to see. <laughs> I'm kind of <laughs> talking about the shit that I want to see and shit that was relevant 30 years ago. <laughs> well, to be fair, that's also just something that uh, happens often because of our, our respective tastes in pop culture. <laughs> It's it's funny is that um, I'll watch ER just to relax um, because it is so comforting. But at the same time, that sh- nothing about that show mm-hmm. is relaxing the least. No, well, I mean, there's nothing that's relaxing about Michael Clayton either. But it's still something that I I will just watch and just enjoy how great it is. Yeah, um, and um, and I know it's it's a reliable source of. I mean, that's to me what good comfort food is as far as pop culture goes. It's something mm-hmm. that you that is reliable. Every time you throw it on, you know you're going to be entertained by it. You know that you're going to enjoy the writing of it, the performing of it, whatever it is. Um, that, I mean, that's why we keep going back to these things. Yeah. Um, but, and like what, but again, like I'm watching Barry and I'm like, going, I don't know what the F's going on. I don't even know if I like this. Where it's going, I'm hoping like it just comes together at the end in some reasonably superior fashion. Well, it's it's interesting, and I wonder maybe we just ought to segue into recommendations anyway because it, it just it occurs to me that as we as we do this kind of show and it's 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 or you know this kind of episode, and I I am behind on some films that I would like to see right now mm-hmm. um i didn't end up going to see master gardener last week but uh i think that's okay i'm just gonna wait till it comes out probably um hopefully in disc format I, I i was also as i was talking to jason last night i was lamenting the fact that they don't release shows on on blu-ray like they used to um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 hit or miss, it seems, which is unfortunate because I just I want to own the fucking thing. I get it. I'm a Luddite. Whatever. It's so sue me. I just I want to have the thing so that I can just put it on whenever I feel like it, which is not always the case with streaming. So, yeah, because it, it bounces around and no one feels that frustration nor than my children mm. because um, for a good while. HBO would have these Mo Willems cartoons. Oh yeah, yeah. And because um, the guy who now owns Warner Brothers Discovery doesn't like children, <laughs> he took them. He took them off. Wow. Um, and they want to watch, you know, the naked mole rat get dressed, and mm-hmm. they want to watch the pigeon not drive the bus <laughs> yes because you should not let the pigeon drive the bus yes um or and all the other things the pigeon should and should not do mm-hmm. i mean this pigeon pigeon gets around man <laughs> finds hot dogs yeah yeah um but um so it's frustrating to them like that there's no permanent place for this stuff yeah and even my sonic the hedgehog mario obsessed oldest kid mm-hmm like that stuff comes and goes too and like. yeah yeah for sure 
I so my one of my recommendations today anyway is a a, a newie from an oldie, which is the new Sparks album. You took mine, you motherfucker. Oh, did I? I wonder if we were good. I wonder. Well, let's just talk about it. It can be a joint recommendation. Yeah, it can be a joint recommendation. Uh, there, there does not need to be. This does not need to be a source of strife, because a, a, a new Sparks album is a is a cause for celebration. <laughs> And True. this this one is so I well I mean we might as well talk about it. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if we were going to bring a recommendation because I've I've listened to it. I purposely I did say, not talk about this during our our pregame. Well, I did I, too. I, I also purposely did not talk about it because I was going to bring it up as a recommendation. Um, but uh, but I have another recommend, recommendation in my back pocket. So let's let's just oh, yeah, yeah. let's just talk talk sparks for a minute because. I, I, I've listened to it all the way through at least twice, and I'm partway through another listen. Um, I like it. This is, of course, The Girl is Crying in Her Latte, yes. which which was announced with a single and video for the title track that had Kate Blanchett in it. And uh, an amazing performance. It's a, it's a delight to watch. <laughs> Fuck <Yes>. Tar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, first of all, you take that back, sir. Um <laughs> That tar, was that was that Tar was, is our Lord and Savior. <laughs> um, I will say that, I have accepted Tar into my heart. <laughs> it, let me ask you this, since since we brought this up, um, it's actually something that I, I thought of the other day. Um, but not um, w- which would you have rather have seen one when the best picture everything everywhere all at once or tar that's a tough call because i really i I thought those those are probably my number one and number two out of the for the entire year yeah uh that they're they're just in in very different ways absolute masterpieces i think Mm -hmm. um so that's that's really tough i might have I, i might have given the nod to everything everywhere all at once for its spectacle and how they managed to pull that all together. Mm-hmm. But as far as like director and screenplay goes, I think that goes to Tar. Yeah. I having, I, I, a few weeks ago I watched everything everywhere all at once and I got halfway through it and I stopped for two reasons. One, I was, it was late. Sure. <laughs> and two is that that first hour of that movie mm-hmm. is a it, it's too it's sensory overload yeah and it's almost enough to kind of turn you off from it i didn't feel that way um i definitely felt the assaulted. second time around it did did it yeah it felt like how did i ever get through this the first time hmm. and then oh because i probably saw it on a big ass screen and I, there's that yes and all this stuff and I haven't watched Tar again, though. I'm probably going to watch it again real soon because it's leaving Peacock, I think, at the end of the month. I really want to watch it again. But I just... That movie still has seared into my brain. Tar has. Like, when we watched it last October? Um, yeah. Yeah, that movie's still seared in my brain. I, I'm... 
Okay, sorry. I was distracted. I was I was thinking because I, I know I've seen everything everywhere all at once again. I was trying to remember if I saw it again in the theater or if I bought it and I did buy it. I got it on 4K. Yeah. Um, and it's to me this the, the second time I watched it. I I definitely. So you liked it better the second time you watched it. It it everything everywhere all at once. It not better, but it definitely stayed as good. In my it opinion. held up to you. It held up. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm probably gonna watch, try to watch Tar. Tar, I still have only seen the one time when I was blown away by it when I accepted Tar into my heart. Yeah. Um, opened your heart to Tar. I opened my heart to Tar. <sighs> and um, I'm all the better for it. But yeah, I need to. I, I, that's, that's another one that I need to own. Because that to movie. Be part of. You think about that. That movie should not work for so many reasons. And it does. In every possible way. Yeah. Yeah. Like. From like an actual like tw- starting off with a literal twenty minute Q and A. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By a by a, uh, a New Yorker editor. By yes. a New York. Yeah. By a New Yorker editor. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and you're wondering what the f is going on. Right. Yeah. And then, like, but you can interpret it in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Um. And like I've heard some people that say it's just a dream, it's like, or or a nightmare. It's like all these other things, like, and it's a manifestation of the guilt she feels for like all these, you know, for ways she's treated people. Sure. Um, like I've I've seen it so many different interpretations of this, and I love that it does that. And to me, that I uh, again, like I'm saying this without having seen it a second time, but mm-hmm. I really. Like I have a feeling that if I had to, um, no, there's, <laughs> um, I have a feeling that if I were to watch it again, like it still would stick with me, like mm. big time. Like I just love that movie so much. Yeah, I need to, I need to get, I need to get a copy of it and own it and watch it. Yeah, um, um, I have a feeling that that will enter my rotation, like Michael Clayton has. Yeah, and again, like. And Todd Field was supposed to do um, the Ghost in the White City miniseries or something. Devil in the White City? Devil in the White City, yeah, that's it. And just like every other project he's he's tried to get off the ground, Mm -hmm. it gets shot down. Like, why are we shooting down? We should be green lighting and fully funding everything Todd Field wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. Unless he wants to do the phone book. Yeah, uh, well, he might even be able to pull that off. He might you know, be able to pull off he, the phone If he book. and Kate Blanchett teamed up for the phone book, <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> Abraham. <laughs> One, four, five, three. <laughs> South 136th Avenue. Can you imagine now, <laughs> the, these days, trying to pull a movie? It's called Phone Book. People would not know what the fuck it is. Now, Phone Booth, that was all right. <laughs> Well, phone I mean, try book. to get that made now, too, because phone booths pretty much don't exist either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. But no, to, to, to get back to, to Sparks, though, which is what we left, um, I, I have no problem recommending that album. They're, they're, it's already growing on me, and there's some tracks that I really, really liked immediately. But overall, how do you feel about it? Because I did not think, certainly on first listen, I was like, you know what? This is good, but... And the butt comes in. 
and it's a very big being butt. serious here. The <laughs> butt comes in when I think about their last full studio album, which is a steady Sorry, drip, 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 and. I thought I think that is part of a, a a phenomenal run for them. A steady drip, drip, drip has, um, you know, all that and more. Uh, iPhone, which I think is 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 a fantastic song. Put down that fucking iPhone and listen to me. Um, you know, it's 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 that. Just song for song, I think it's a better album. I, I, I think the same way with Hippopotamus, too. But this one is definitely going for something different. And it feels more like an electro dance album to me. Well, and that's... Which... I think it's kind of what I like about it. Yeah. No, um, and that's what I'm beginning to like about it. That it's just... I'm, I'm just... Because, you know, to their credit, 50 years in, they're still doing something different every time out of the gate. I know. And I think... For me, on first listen, that what an irony that Russell is so like honed so well in um, Camoyo My House mm-hmm. and like those early those early seventies albums. Mm-hmm. I think he's trying to get some of that back because the girl crying in the latte is sort of like what. I think the lyric lyrically it would have been something he would have done in the seventies and even the eighties. Sure. It's, it's, and, and then there's, um, the title eludes me, but it's the one about the baby trying to go back. Oh yeah. I was just, that was, I was actually just listening to that on the drive back here was, um, it's called, um, nothing is as good as they say it is. Yes. That, it's a killer song. That is a killer, yeah, killer song, and it's For sure. funny as fuck. Yes, yeah, it's told from the standpoint of a baby that's not even a full day old, wanting to crawl back into its mother's womb. Yes, yeah. who the fuck has written that song? Russell Mail. <laughs> yes, but prior to that, who had written anything like that? Yeah, that's and 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 again, there's just there's. You know, this is what I'm saying about 50 years into their into their career. They're still exploring new territory. And, like, I think me personally, and this is just me. <laughs> and and, a song called Escalator on there. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> but, I mean, like, stay drip, drip, drip. I think it feels kind of... That feels to me like it's a resp- in response to the present at the time it was released, which... Mind you, was it 2019, 2020? 2020, yes. I mean, that feels like ages ago. I think it was released during the pandemic because the video for all that has, um, has, is is them on Zoom. Yeah. (laughs) And all that's a really, that's a really great track. It's a fucking anthem. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, And... I feel like... I'm Toast is fantastic. Yeah. Lawnmower. I mean, come on. But it does feel like some of it's like a response to, you know, to Trump, which seems so long ago. Self-effacing. Yeah, it kind of does. Yeah. Whereas um, this one just feels like now we're back to like commenting on life in general. And I just love the fact that um, (laughs) 
someone who we I suspect has never had children. Yes. Yeah. Is commenting on something that like put me back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, and I, I, I figured that's a track that, um, you who is vehemently never wants to have a child, yes, would enjoy. And I did. In fact, it's yeah. your perfect argument for not having. Exactly. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would we force this world on a child? Mm-hmm. You know, that and that's that's the that's the point of the song. Is like, why would you bring a child into this awful awful, awful world? world? Yeah. Yeah. I think that alone, and then, um, I, I do. I you know there. Again, as I'm looking through these, there, you know, I'm, I'm, even, I'm thinking about the song itself and liking it more and more. The, the Mona Lisa song. The Mona oh Lisa's my God! Yeah, leaving. that that was the other one I was gonna. That one, um, the the Mona Lisa um, song. Well, I think the last two tracks, it doesn't have to be that way. And gee, that was fun. Uh, I, I think mm-hmm. are, um, gee, that was fun. Kind of if you put that together with uh, I Wish You Were Fun, which is, um, I think, off of Hippopotamus. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, their bite is not lacking, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's It's various, you know, there are some, but there, there are some touches of just, you know, the especially it, it doesn't have to be that way is is it has some very affecting lyrics in it as well but gee that was fun you know very acerbic yeah it could and be a good swan song if they could, were to ever it, if they were to stop and and they show no signs of slowing down for sure so um yeah i mean i this is definitely uh, you know the more we talk about it i think it's it's very much a joint recommendation but yeah you know, even that uh, love story where they're talking about the the drugs are for his for his girlfriend. <laughs> That's not his thing. <laughs> it's just it's so It's her thing, not my thing. Yeah, it's so <laughs> like it's amazing that they're it's amazing that like what they're 53 years in now. Yeah, because and they're still able to pull something like off, this off and it feels new. Yeah, because um, when, when did the when did Half Nelson come out? Was it seventy? Yeah. Yeah, I think Half Nelson came out in nineteen seventy, mm. or Sparks for you know. The Wait for its re-release. Well, yeah. it was well, so it came out as Sparks in nineteen seventy-one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, fifty-two years. Mm-hmm. Um. The, yeah, the, I mean, who else? Even if you look at somebody who's got the longevity of like Dylan, who's been around for even longer at this point. He stopped really doing new things quite some time ago. He's, yeah. he's been, you know, I, I don't know. People heaped praise on the, on that last album he did. And it was, it was fine, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still just undeniably Dylan. It feels like sparks almost reinvent themselves with every album. Yeah. I mean, McCartney's tried to I would argue lesser success, lesser degrees of success. Because he's trying too damn hard. Yeah, for Sparks, it's just the male brothers being the male brothers. Yeah, like that's the thing about McCartney is they're like, they're mining what's interesting to them, mm-hmm. and and you can hear that. Yeah, and I I, I only mention McCartney because obviously he um, in that coming up video he he references Russell Ron Ron yeah. Um, yeah, and um, and 
I always, and with McCartney two and McCartney three, the the ones where he does everything on his own. Yeah, he's always tried to, you know, make it sound um, of the time. Like, look, I'm I'm hip. I'm with what the kids listen to because, like, the McCartney two does sound sort of like an Ian Drury type. Of, A little bit when you think of like t- temporary secretary. Yeah, yeah, and then McCartney three he. Like lassos, like I think he lassoed Beck at one point for like. A, yeah. Well, um, I, just the original McCartney, I think, is a great album too. Yeah, and that, like that McCartney three album's fine. It just it's the it's the lesser of the three for sure. Yeah, but, but also, also I feel like you know, and he was in his seventies at the time he recorded it. Yeah, and he was in lockdown, and yeah, I, I just um, so I mean, he did the best as way he could, and. Uh, with what he had, and I mean, but did you? So did getting back to the girl is crying in her latte. Did you feel like it also could have been a musical, or could have been? It, it felt like a cohesive piece to me, which is interesting. When when they do something like that, I think you know they're a band that manages to pull it off very successfully. This was something where it it, it felt, almost to me felt like they were writing for another kind of Annette sort of thing. Because oh, can you imagine staging that that baby wanting to get back into the womb? <laughs> That's the, the 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 puppet baby. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I think I, see, I, I, I think I probably a... liked Annette more than you did the film. Um, I I need to watch that again. I. Cause I, I loved Annette. I, I I thought it was fantastic. I there's something about like I I think it, it took me a while to find its wavelength, mm-hmm. and it's it's funny is that last week I watched the Umbrellas of Cherbourg Cherbourg for yeah. the first time. It's it's French, so it's probably Cherbourg. Or yeah. something like that. But either way, like, it's brilliant. What that that movie is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved it. It broke my heart. And I think that's what Annette was trying to do. But more modern. Modern. Well, I, I think that Annette was also trying to break your mind. Yeah. I think it was trying to be... like. People are seeing Sonny and Annette and like in umbrellas, and it's very colorful and visually. I, I think pleasing. that Annette was trying to be like Dolph Lundgren, if you will. It must break you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it's. I, I having now um, seen umbrellas of Sherberg and now you mentioning Annette, mm-hmm. I think that's what Leo Kara. Uh, I'm gonna mispronounce his name, Leo Carax, or yeah. I think he was starting to go for like, um, this movie, like uh, something definitely influenced by Umbrellas, mm. but also something that is a mind fuck. Um, you know, something bizarre. I think he's trying like a French Lynchian musical. Yes, yeah, that's heavily influenced by French New Wave. Sure. And I, it took me a minute, I, and I couldn't pick up on its wavelength. I, I couldn't get into it. Gotcha. I think, and probably that has a lot to do with the fact that 
I see it more. Uh, I I saw it more as a Sparks project, and I should have saw that as like a Leo Crux movie and sure. shit that just happens to have Sparks music and Sparks story music and, in it. Yeah. No, I you know I don't know. There's there's been a couple of those recently, or there certainly were within the last couple of years, where where I think we've come to that. Uh, that conclusion essentially where you I was on its wavelength and you were not um, and I think one of those was why can't um, why can't I think of the name of it the it was that last um, what's his name guy who wrote being John Malkovich adaptation um, Charlie Kaufman yeah the last Charlie Kaufman movie I haven't seen that yet okay it definitely is a wavelength movie, and I was completely on its wavelength. I yeah. thought it was a devastatingly. That's uh, I think fantastic we need to end things. I think yeah, we need to end things. I think yeah, or I'm thinking of ending things. I think yeah, it might be I'm thinking things, of ending yeah. things. I I thought that was fantastic, but it absolutely was something where you had to be prepared for it. You had to be on its wavelength yeah. because it, it it is one of those that might break your mind. Yeah. Well, uh, um, Anomalisa. Mm-hmm. Um. I distinctly remember watching that movie being floored by it. Mm-hmm. And then I remember being uh, driving home and crying for about 20 minutes. Really? That movie broke me hmm. like emotionally. It, like um, the loneliness of the David Thewlis voice bearing in that. Oh yeah. I need to see that. I have, I, I that's um, a, another, Oh yeah. You haven't seen it. Have you? Seen oh, it, yeah. Yeah, that movie. I like David Thewlis a lot, though. Um, yeah, that movie broke me. Um, it devastated me hmm. um, tremendously. I I can't, uh, and that's, I I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Hmm. I, it just um, I really enjoyed it. It's a really excellent movie, but that's why I'm so hesitant. Till still, like years after its release, I'm still not ready for. I'm thinking of ending things because. Hmm. I know what Anomalisa did to me. Yeah. Um, so, and I, and I think that probably it, it did do that to me. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking of anything. Anyway, like literally 20 minutes, like I'm driving down the 202. Uh-huh. I just seem to remember like just bawling. Huh? Like what? Like in my car, <laughs> in my car, <laughs> like it hurt. <laughs> What, what you got for recommendation, or or was the Sparks album? The it? Sparks album, I think, was going to be my recommendation. However, um, there was something else I was going to recommend, but I need you to do some fill. Okay. Um, well, I'll I'll go with my recommendation then, which is, it, it's it's a particular episode of of the Doughboys. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> and it's the Doughboys. Uh, they. The, they reviewed with um, with two of the women from the podcast. They're, the guests on the on the Doughboys were two of the women from the podcast. Too scary didn't see it, um, which is not one that I listened to. But they they were they were fun on it. But um, they they reviewed the new Domino's loaded tots. Um, oh God, those are awful. <laughs> I've only I I had I was it the three cheese one or the cheese and bacon loaded it might have just been anyway i did get them recently uh because i was drunk and they're good drunk food (laughs) yeah as domino's is in general it's kind of domino's has its lane and its place and it's usually as drunk food 
Uh, but no, so they, they were reviewing those and, and, uh, but <laughs> the whole episode and, and, and I like the Doughboys a lot. It's, it's one of my, my go-to podcasts. I, I, I caught all the way up on every episode and listen to them on a weekly basis now. And, but they, they have flashes of what I would consider comic brilliance. And the one on this episode is a parody song, a parody version of The Longest Time <laughs> as The Longest Tots. <laughs> and it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm not, you'll, you'll, you would have to listen to the episode to hear them do it. It's, it's fully impromptu done in, during the recording session. You can tell, but they just fucking nail it. And it's, I, 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 it's definitely the hardest I laughed all week. Uh, and it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's great. If, if you are, it, it's almost to me secondary that they, that they review fast food. Um, but just it's, they always joke about how the show is terrible and no one should listen to it, but that's part of its charm. Sort of like me. <laughs> um, yeah, but they have a much larger audience than we do. <laughs> so <laughs> anyway, that's the most recent episode of Doughboys. That's my recommendation other than the new Sparks album, The Girl is Crying in Her Latte. Um, so I'm going to recommend something too. Uh, I was, um, as um, is very well documented on the show, um, I, um, I am a fan of Beck. Uh, am I right? Yeah, I think we've both talked about our our uh, our our enjoyment of the music of Mr. Hanson. Yeah. So I um Apple Music had recommended uh under new releases this new song that Beck is a collaborator on mm-hmm. called Chain Reactionary. And who does he collaborate with? This is what I'm getting to, my friend. Um, so please gif of Michael Jackson eating popcorn. <laughs> um, he's collaborating with an artist named Adonofsky who, um, just happens to be Aiden Jordorowski. I'm, I know I'm fucking this up. Is it like a child of the yes. filmmaker? Yes. Huh? So I think it's Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky. So, who apparently has been... Uh, You'll have to text me this, by the way, because I will never get the spelling right yeah. uh, in, my, in the, in the uh, show notes. So, this Chain, Rea- Chain Reactionary song mm-hmm. is on his new record, uh, new, or Adonowski's new record. That's how he goes by as a musician, called The Fool. So, I kind of stayed... I kind of hung out for the Beck song. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of stayed, you know. You came for the back and stayed for the. the I yeah. stayed for the rest. Yeah, and it was good. And it's great. It's got you know, they, uh, it, um, it's I don't know, land alternative is what I think they they labeled it as, but mm-hmm. it's just like this. Um, it's, it's very Latin, sev- so it's probably Hodorowski. Anyway, yes, go ahead. Either way, I I, I messed it up. Okay. <laughs> so because. I've never seen El Topo. Okay. I, I've never seen uh, what's the one where they cover each other and shit. Uh, uh, I have no. I, I, don't I, know. Uh, I don't know, but I, I've never seen a Yorosky film. Okay. I've never even seen the documentary on this Dune movie. Mm. Um, I just know it exists, and people would want to see that instead of 
Lynch or um, Villeneuve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, this Aronofsky um, album, The Fool, I, I just stuck around and it was great to listen to. Um, it's very um, 70s uh, influenced. Okay. Um, not like as in like heavy metal or guitars, just kind of like um, nice rhythms. In vibe, maybe? Yeah, just kind of like a 70s vibe where like it definitely feels like I, I dug its vibe, like I dug its mood okay. uh, to borrow a uh, Nick Lowe, a Nick Lowe yeah, thing. Dig my mood. Yeah, I really dug its mood, and it's just like this very smooth um, '70s type song, uh, um, '70s type album. One that you would, you know, if you were say under the influence of um, some substances, sure, um, it would be um, the perfect soundtrack to that. A good chill time. It's a very good chill album, and I loved it. Right on. And I'm gonna listen to it again, maybe tonight when the kids are in bed, and I want to chill out some more. <laughs> so. Um, cool. I, I really dug it and just kind of took me by surprise. And then when I started digging into like, what, what is this wonderful concoction, <laughs> you know, that my ears are drinking and, <laughs> and I'm like, um, excuse I, me, that's not where liquid goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, uh, um, I looked up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's like, um, uh, Jodowski is like a filmmaker like it is so I um yeah I really dug it it's called The Fool and yeah I think Karen O also shows up at one point oh does she <laughs> leave, leave it to you to of course <laughs> couldn't leave, leave that lying there. to Max Fisher it yeah yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You really Max Fishered that one. Yep. I Max Fishered it all up. Yeah. Yep. These are OR scripts. Oh, are they? <laughs> yes. <laughs> of course. All right. And on that note, you know, it, it makes me think, though. I, I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but um, I'm just trying to end things so we I, don't overstay our welcome. No, but. I, I'm almost wondering. I, I'm thinking of ending things, as it were. Yeah. I, <laughs> this is a shoot the shit episode, dude. Why are you trying to, you know, break things off too soon? I'm not. I'm trying not to make it too long. <laughs> it's over an hour already. Oh my god, dude! I got. I got. You have nothing to do. I've got places to see, things to do. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You've got nothing to, to do. do today. <laughs> There's no record store day today. What, are you going to buy the new Sparks album? Well, I will at some point. It's not going to sell out. It might. You never know. Judging by how easily I was able to procure one for record, them for Record Store Day. Well. I, well. A day later. Okay, what did you want to say? Get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> Your joke made me think that would be something that... Um, uh, Kiernan Culkin's character on Succession. Oh, sure. Um, would would be saying he's kind of a grown up Max Fisher. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, um, what would do you think? It would almost have been better if Jason Schwartzman had been. No, no, I don't think so. You don't I, think I, so? I, I, th- I, I really like what Culkin is doing with that character. He's turning like, and again, like 
he um it's something that i never would have expected from him largely because i i didn't see i i missed whatever indie films he was doing in the in the aughts like didn't he do igby goes down that movie's brilliant by the way yeah i i I know i i I say that knowing that it's something that i will that i plan to to visit i will bring that next time i see you i think i still have my copy okay so you you fucking love like (laughs) um yeah yeah um but um not taking it as an insult no don't um but when all, you, when all you streamers are have tears streaming from your eyes because suddenly all the servers go down somewhere. Because the Golden Knight a, satellite was activated. Exactly. I'm going to be like, guess who has it on Blu-ray? <laughs> <laughs> when the Golden Knight satellite fire, you know, is firing upon the California servers. Yes. And I can't access my iCloud anymore. Yep. I'm going to be like, literal needle drop. <laughs> But have you ever seen Listen Up, Philip? No. Um, he is uh, Jason Schwartzman. He is from the guy who did Her Smell, which I know you've seen. Oh yeah, yeah. But and, I, and which I is something seen. that I that I liked quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, what's his uh, Alex Ross Perry? Yeah, yeah. Which I, I I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen his first movie, Listen Up, Philip, mm-hmm. and he is nasty in that movie. Yeah. Um, I think Schwartzman could have pulled it off, but what Kiernan Culkin is doing... Just Kieran, right? Doesn't Kiernan, okay? I, I don't know. There's an <laughs> in there. People rely on us for, you know, their factual pop culture news. <laughs> you quote the fucking Doughboys, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, anyway. Don't talk to me about... Like, we're not running... We're not NPR here. Mispronouncing Hodorowski. You know, we probably pronounce Kieran Culkin. Kieran Culkin. It's Kieran Culkin. Oh my God. I'm telling you, there's no second N in there. Mm. Be prepared to be owned, my friend. But I think Schwartzman could have pulled that off, that roll off. I think it would probably have been a little. But I don't know if he could turn him. Kieran, God. God. Uh, I'm sorry, what are you? Would you say that you were owned? <laughs> it's still a. It's still not biopic. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Biopic. Yes, biopic. Wait. It's biopic. biopic. It, what? It's not biopic. It's biopic. Whatever. It's biopic. It's biopic. It's like myopic. It's like a biography. It's biopic. It's like the old. Um, it's like the old Gallagher gag where he has the letters up, and he's changing one letter. Did you? Are you actually quoting? Are you, are you referencing Gallagher now? Well, I will not say R.I.P. to Burn in Hell, Gallagher. <laughs> but was how he dare wrong? you walk out on Marin? But was he wrong? <laughs> but was was Gallagher wrong when he kept changing the letters of the alphabet and like whatever? Uh, I'm just saying. All right, what was your point? No, I I, I do I do agree. I, I think what Kieran Culkin is doing is fantastic. I think that Jason Swarson probably could have done it, especially if you if you factor in. Uh, I think better off uh, is it better off dead? No, not better off dead. Um, shit. What what's the name of that show he did with? Uh, with Ted Danson and... Oh, you know, like, uh, Bored to Death. Bored to Death, thank you. Yeah. Um, that, to me, also seemed like a grown-up Max Fisher kind of role. 
uh, and I think that 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 the you know he he of course plays a fictionalized version of uh, the writer uh, Jonathan Ames. Yeah. In that, and I it's I'm I'm probably gonna rewatch that show next. That show was great. Uh, Ted Danson was so good in it, but. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do, I agree. I think Schwartzman could have pulled it off, but he does. He also doesn't look waspy enough, and that's oh, a family oh. of wasps. You make a point. Yes, he is um, being. Yes, you, your your point has been made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it does get to be a point where um, so many wasps, it's like a nest. Yeah, where um, <laughs> Kiernan uh, uh, does. I'm sorry, who? Kieran. <laughs> does become, does attempt to become a monster. Mm. Um, much like, uh, uh, and um, yeah, I, I'm not, and now that you've mentioned, because I don't see, you know, I don't see wasps. <laughs> oh, I see wasps. I can identify a wasp from a mile away. <laughs> I, and I get that. I, you have a far different point of view than I do, and I totally respect that. Yes, I, I, uh, yes, I, I, I agree from a performance standpoint. I think Schwartzman could have pulled it off. But yeah, they, they all needed to be very, very much evidently uh, pasty white people. Yes, they know? did. Okay. Well, you know what? From Connecticut, uh, if you will. Yes. Well, you know, I think it, it puts a bow on it. It does. It, it uh, ties her up all nice and neat. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely have... Um, Put the bag of shit on the paper bag, and we're about to lay it up. <laughs> why, why do we have to end up on a flaming poop bag? <laughs> because we're shooting the shit. Oh, there we go. All right. It's been shot. <laughs> the shit's been shot. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Oh, it's poop again. <laughs> Doo-doo. <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) keep it mental, Platypeeps.